0: Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 371, and uh, we're going to talk tempo today. One of my favorite topics. It is your favorite topic. I don't take my own advice, (laughs) and I should, but... Yeah, and we're not talking music, guys. We're talking about your swing, although it does relate in some ways to music. I know you've even practiced to music before in order to work on your tempo, haven't you?
1: I did it again last weekend. I found, I found a range on a weekend, which was so rare. It was a great story. My mu- my real short, five-second version, my sister-in-law came up, wanted to see my wife and my kids. They went to my mother-in-law's. They said, Mike, my wife's like, Mike, are you going to be all right for three hours by yourself? I'm like, <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> so I went to the range. And no, I had the AirPods in. I went back to the music. And it does help. I'm telling you guys, you put on those softer songs, like you throw back, whatever your favorite artist is. I'm sure there's like a song that's on the slower side. I do that for like the warm-up. Yeah. And then I'll slowly just try to transition and pick it up a little bit more as I go. But I use it to help. This
0: guy's out there listening to Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Bended Knee <laughs> is what I start with. <laughs> <laughs> Motown, love, Philly by the end. I, there you go. That's right. Where- <laughs> I love, though, that you got that weekend uh, hall pass to go to the That range, was epic. Uh, that was epic. Oh. Anybody out there who's like us and has small kids at home, you know that doesn't happen that often. But w- one thing we talk about here on the show all the time is we said, we're realistic. We're not, we're not uh, professional golfers. We're not uh, professional instructors. We don't get to live on the course as, though, as much as it may look like it if you follow us on social. The reality is we have limited time too. So one of the things we're going to talk about here is how to make the most of your practice time. Yep. That's a quick hint. One thing we've done before is using some music or whatever, mm-hmm. but different things you can do because when you don't have a lot of time, you've got to really make the most of it. So tempo, rhythm, it's something that you can work on. It's something you can, it may look like it comes naturally to a lot of the professional golfers out there. And we'll highlight some of the ones that we think set a great example. But, uh, the reality is it is something that you can improve if you know what it is that's getting you out of your tempo. Mm -hmm. And those are the keys that we're really going to highlight today.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's like, I find that tempo on the range and then I'll bring it out to the first and then maybe the second and then it just starts to go out the window. Yeah. You know, well, especially as things happen like you get a birdie, you get fired up or you you, you you shank a ball and you start to get angry, you just come out of that rhythm and then I start to get fast again.
0: No doubt about it. Interestingly enough is what we're going to talk about is that golf it's not a static game. Mm-hmm. Things change and you need to be able to adapt to it and I think the number one way to adapt is to be aware. If you're unaware of it, how do you change anything? So a big thing that we're going to highlight, we're going to talk about how do I know and, and and become aware that my tempo is potentially changing and that might be causing an issue. I, I just noticed you still have your sunglasses on can anybody tell we just came from the <laughs> yeah, golf course they still yeah. <laughs> can you tell we just came we actually here, put that camera on me for a second there you go just, here he is all right, can we just do the whole show like this <laughs> <laughs> We actually, exciting news. We actually just was we're back at Sleepy Hollow doing another fitting. And you guys know what happens when we do a fitting. It means another giveaway is coming. Oh, yeah. So we got the chance to try out the brand new Titleist TSI hybrids. Uh, and we will be doing a giveaway. So stay tuned. We'll have all the news on that coming to you guys really soon. Uh, speaking of which, I want to do a quick word from our sponsors. And then I want to dive into this week's Twitter in because this is another fun That's one. It's a good one. It's yeah, a yeah, fun yeah. one. And I always like this because you know when the responses start to roll. In, you know when people are having a little bit of fun with the I question. had to jump into it. That's how much I like this yeah, one. Yeah, and we got we got our fair share of laughs, so I'm going to dive into that in a second. But first, of course, want to thank uh, Titleist. The new Pro V1 and Pro V1X, they've been completely reimagined from core to cover. And speaking of which, Mike, you and I got a chance to go up to Manchester Lane and test these out at the end of last year, and wow, were we impressed. I, I think any time that you take something like this that has had such great success, I think the the Pro V1, I think, was celebrating a, a twenty year anniversary right. uh, since the first Pro V1 came out. And to be able to take something that is, is truly the leader in, in golf ball innovation and continue to push the envelope is something that I really admire. They're always, and if you we've, we've had the chance to meet the team, you can tell the passion is they're always trying to outdo themselves. So they've got a new aerodynamic cover, a new casing layer, new core technologies. What the result is, you get longer distance and softer feel. I'm I'm the type of person, I'm, a, I'm really like a softer feel out of the golf ball i that's one reason why i was leaning towards the avx which is a terrific ball but the new pro v1 it's got that softer feel like the avx with still that same trajectory that i like out of the pro v1 incredible so you get more greenside spinning and control and If you're looking for the differences, the Pro V1 X has a low long game spin, just like the Pro V1, but the X offers a slightly higher trajectory and the Pro V has a slightly more penetrating uh, ball flight. So uh, again, that's golfer to golfer. Mm -hmm. Naturally, I hit the ball a little bit higher. I'm not looking for any higher trajectory. So the Pro V1 fits me. You have a little bit of a lower trajectory. So you get a little bit more out of the Pro V1 X allows you to have that better angle into the green and hold more green. So there's something there for every golfer. If you guys get the opportunity to get fit for a golf ball. Go out there, try them, see what works for you. Get out there and game it. You can always bring your best. Check out Titleist.com and uh, pick out, a, pick up a dozen for yourselves this this season. You know, start your season off the right way. You won't regret it. Uh, another thing too is that we often get the question. Uh, speaking of fittings Mm -hmm. and speaking of the TSI fitting that we did today, a lot of you guys ask, hey, what's the best place to get fit? Well, we're happy to announce a brand new sponsor of the show, Golf Tech. And we had the opportunity to go down there and do a skills assessment. Super cool. Super cool. Mm -hmm. And, And not only that, super enlightening. You learn a lot about your game doing a skills assessment. Well, guess what? Golf Tech has an amazing offer for listeners of the podcast. You can now get a seventy-five dollar swing evaluation or seventy-five dollar club fitting—your choice. And anybody who has had the pleasure of getting a, a club fitting at Golf Tech knows that the huge value seventy-five dollars, because they've got access to all the major brands. You're going to be able to go through there and try all the big brands. The, you you walk in there, Mike, and that wall of shafts, the wall of shafts, yeah, right. And mm-hmm. you just see, you just know. With the more options, the better it is for us as golfers. So you're going to be able to do that. You're going to be able to go through their their special, uh, very unbiased club fitting system, and it really helps match ideal clubs and shafts to your swing. Like we just said, every golfer is different. You really want to get matched up the right way. And the swing evaluation, uh, it's just a great way to get that baseline evaluation and really know what you need to work on. And this time of year it's a great time to do it get out there the start of the season and check that out um so the the again everything no, that they're going to have the upper limit on all the technology. You've got, you know, Trackman and and on the, all the latest technology in their tech fit process so that you know you're getting a great fitting from a technological standpoint and again, the the staff there, incredibly knowledgeable. You're just in really good hands. I think it's going to be a there. big
1: year of fittings for people because a lot of us were like stuck inside last year. So now we're itching to get out. I think a lot of fittings are going to happen and a lot of you are probably thinking about fittings. This is the place to go, especially for 75 bucks. 75
0: bucks, You know, and we, we don't buy cl- clubs without getting fit you shouldn't either. So go check out Golf Tech now. You can go to golftech.com slash golficity. You can use that to sign up for your uh, your special rate. It's just for listeners of the golf podcast. Like I said, 75 bucks for a lesson or a fitting. You're not going to beat it.
1: You're not. And if you do happen to take the skills assessment, shoot us a note and let us know how you do because yeah. we're curious.
0: I'd love to do it. And, and I want to get back there and do it again. We're going to do it again. Yeah, because you just want to keep mm-hmm. outdoing yourself. All right. So again, thanks for our sponsors. And let's jump right into this week's Twitter tap in. And if you guys aren't already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at golficity. So so that you can be part of the conversation and this week we asked if you could play golf with one celebrity who would it be and why we told you guys to tag them for some extra points and a lot of you did cash in on those extra points. I don't know if they're going to be worth anything but you right. cashed them in that's you for cashed sure in. we see some cash ins and I see yours first one there
1: first locked and loaded I'd go with Mark Wahlberg. I think he'd be a fun guy to play with. I don't think he'd offer up much because he would just be playing so fast. Yeah. I was just saying, you think you could keep up with him? I, I don't know. I mean, I could keep up with him because you know how fast I am. Yeah. You know, I just keep mm-hmm. going. I might be able to outpace him. Yeah. I don't know. I just think so because I just walk ridiculously fast. But it'd be cool to actually play around with him and pick his brain. And if he played it a little slow, we can actually chat during it that I think it would be enjoyable.
0: There you go. And yeah, I mean, he's known for playing rounds in about an hour Plus and a the ahead. stories he
1: may have. From golf stories, from over the years, people he's
0: played with, and no doubt about it. Done. I mean, that's part of the reason why you go out there and, whether celebrity or not, enjoy the game playing with other people. Other is people, the man. conversation. And yep. you know, we've talked about that before. Uh, speaking of conversation, and just to be able to say I've done it, I think I'd pick Bill Murray. I mean, come on, you know, and, and no one would ever believe me mm-hmm. because it's like those Bill Murray stories, you know, where right. said he was at the this bar when I was there. Right, no one right. ever believes it. Uh, it's just like the legend of Bill Murray. But I would say I'd play with him. I mean, I I enjoy like watching the Pebble Beach Pro Am every year and just seeing the. You think antics. it'd be too much?
1: You think it'd be always like, can you just turn it off for a sec?
0: I, I you know what? I but don't then why know. would think you care? Just, yeah, that's, that's just want. Bill. You're just all in for Bill. Yeah, that's true. So some of our other responses here. Uh, I like this one. Curtis Cole. He says, "I'm going with Snoop Dogg, aka <laughs> the Dog Father." Says for show. <laughs> for show. Yep, yep, I, <laughs> I think like you're it. staring down about a six-hour round out there because I've I talking about I've never seen. Him move fast. Yep. <laughs> it's the opposite of yeah, Mark Waller. Yeah, exactly.
1: He'd be the opposite. That'd be, what we would say, about a seven-hour round? There you uh, go. Eddie Dutuza, I'd love to play a team with Adam Sandler. Not to talk about his movies or old comedy, just to hear stories off the record with his crew. That would be a great day. Plus, I think I could beat him, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, he's still got a swing. He had a pretty good swing recently, yep. Um, Let's see. Art says, uh, Brian Erlacher. He says, Once upon a time, I catted an event that he played and still have the frame picture and signed scorecard. Yep. Oh three. Wow. And I see that a lot of like um football guys. Uh Dan Drake says Darius Rucker. Yeah. There's a little bit of a throwback. Who the blowfish. And and he's a terrific golfer from terrific. what I Yeah, hear. terrific. Knows the game too. Uh, um, Todd uh, DeBlanier says Michael Jordan. Now there, Jordan one. will be a popular but one. Sure. I'll tell you what, Todd, bring your bring your wallet, bring your wallet, because I hear that he tell him right out of the gate, you got money. no money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you tell MJ, okay. you got no money. I got He's no money. Man. Pass. We're good. He's gonna play with somebody else. Uh, I still remember that terrific story where they him with Justin Thomas as a kid, and he took J- JT on his team and uh, hustled the guys he was playing with. Right, yeah. Nobody thought like a 13-year-old was going to beat them. That's a and great story. That
1: was one of the, my favorite stories. How about good old Dr. Tinsley? You want to talk about that one?
0: Oh, yeah, there he is, the doc.
1: So we met Andrew, Dr. Andrew Tinsley. He was our fourth, he was our final pairing at the old course in Scotland, in St. Andrews, that day. I think he showed up like, what, 20 minutes before the tea time. He didn't have any jacket. He was just like, he was on a standby.
0: Right, he, he did not think that he was going to get uh, a tea time. He didn't it think he was going to get one. chance, he was traveling with his wife, and I remember him saying he would just walk down and see if he could get out. And yep. they just said, "We've got," because we had been to be a threesome. Like we got one spot, you got to go right now.
1: He had to go right now, and he he ended up being our fourth with me and and you and Bernie, the yeah. member there. Yep. Who uh, got us onto the course, and then he posted this photo on the Twitter tap and saying, "Been there, done that." talking about us you're too kind i appreciate that that was a wonderful day and i made the joke here because that jacket i'm wearing in the photo i lent it to him on like the 16th hole yeah. it was raining and yep. cold yeah <laughs> saved his life
0: poor guy he had nothing. <laughs> he was, he, i know he was running into the pro shop to try to buy something yep. we got yep. a jacket for yep. you man. don't worry about it um philly philly says uh tom brady no question that would be cool he says um let's see here uh, i see a couple of bill murray's popping up yeah but uh good 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 answers all Ryan around i mean it's, i love the these office, hypotheticals yep. of course actually i'm surprised we didn't see as as much of this but sean says tiger woods uh just to say you've been able to play around with the goat is surely uh every amateur golfer's dream uh and that's true I, i'd be surprised that i'm surprised we didn't see more uh with tiger but so tiger in here some <laughs> other pga tour <laughs> players ricky fowler <laughs> I just got a response from the doc, by the way, instantly. Okay. He goes, your jacket did save
1: my life. It also made for a better photo of me on 18, not soaked uh, not soaked in a see-through pink polo. And then he says, I am brilliant. Being a doctor has not been the easiest over the last year. Oh, yeah. uh, still getting to play a lot. Kinlock in Virginia, the recent highlight, you guys are knocking it out of the park. Keep up the great content. Thank you, doc. That's awesome. Appreciate yeah, that. and,
0: and thank you is right. Any any of our healthcare workers of the yeah, past have not you. had a good year, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so everybody, thank you guys for weighing into uh, this week's Twitter tap. And uh, of course, as we say every week, we can't read all the responses. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and check those out. We always like having this. It's always a fun conversation. I, and again, I, these are some of my favorites are the hypotheticals. i uh, just getting an idea and why. I even saw somebody here who was from Canada said they would play Wayne Gretzky again. Terrific, terrific calls all around. I, I wouldn't turn any of these down. That's for that's for sure. I was hoping for like
1: a really random one. I just want a real random. But we didn't get much random. Not very popular people. Yeah. yeah, nothing too random. You know, Triple H from WWF <laughs> Like
0: something really random. I don't know. <laughs> if I had one choice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta go Triple H. Yeah, I don't know why he came into my head. Yeah, uh, talk about random. Uh, mm. All right, let's do a word from a few more of our sponsors. And then we're gonna <laughs> dive into talking about swing tempo.
1: Yes, let's do it. So this week we want Bef- to thank FootJoy. But before I talk about these premier shoes that are that are so hot. If you see us on YouTube, you could check out these dope shirts we got here from the Footjoy Todd Snyder collection, and they're probably still available if they didn't sell hats out already. too. The hats, too. The we hats are here. It. We had some shoes on earlier, but we took them off, but they were in that same lineup. So they set, Foot Choice sets the standard for golf shoe performance and, and style in 2021 is their new shoe, the Premier Series, inspired by golf Which shoes in the past. We, we wore today. We wore them today. today. It was they, super nice. I was so surprised, yeah, was surprised. At how
0: comfortable they are because they they have that look of that, a dress that shoe, that classic dress, yeah. look, but they've got that feel of like a sport it's light. performance yeah. shoe. Yeah.
1: I could definitely walk a full round in those. No doubt. Without question. I mean, these were designed in collaboration with the world's best players like justin thomas adam scott max homa uh the premiere series features classic styling with premium waterproof leathers uh cool detailed leather too by the way like a different you know kind of feel uh great details that exude th- that craftsm- craftsmanship um state-of-the-art comfort like we said performance features like that VersaTrax plus outsole you can learn more about the entire lineup guys the premiere series just go to footjoy.com and check that out and lastly want to thank shotscope now could be New to the season, you could just be coming out of lockdown, golf is upon you, you're looking for a GPS device, right? Or a range finder. Well, you've got a bunch of options. First, got a Highlight Shot Scopes V3. That's our favorite. That's the GPS and stat tracking watch that collects all of your data that will help you p- improve, help you enjoy the game a little bit better, and just overall help you out on the course. Got and the, we've l- got
0: the Golf a leaderboard, which you can be a part that's of. That's right. Yeah. That's
1: right. And that's pretty cool, too. So, you know, you got all that. It's got deadly GPS. It's 219 bucks so it's got a really nice price tag it comes in teal red gray black so different colors it's uh compare it size-wise like an apple watch you know nothing too Bulky, uh, they really did wonders with the new design this year. I'm and sorry, last no year. And no subscription fees. And I that's the key thing we don't talk about. We don't enough. talk about that enough. You
0: pay it one time, and you're not worried about having to pay monthly for your data. You get everything. It's just there. no one likes subscription fees. No,
1: right. Um, and then they have the G3, which is GPS only, and that sells for 179. So if you're not into it for the stats, you just want GPS, you can get the G3. And then last, if you need a rangefinder, we've used this one. We're loving it. It's our new rangefinder, the Pro L1 by ShotScope. It's got pin lock, vibration, slope adjustment. Just overall lightweight. I mean, this thing should be a $400 rangefinder. It's all packed into this for 200 bucks. How can you beat that? Check it out. Go to shotscope.com slash golficity. All right, Frank, let's do this. So let's
0: dive into tempo. And I think tempo is one of those things that uh, if you're new to golf, golf, you might hear someone say, hey, he's got a good tempo, but like ultimately like, well, I know that sounds nice, but what does that mean Mm -hmm. really? And why it can be tough too is because just like there's no one good right swing, there's no one good right tempo. You can have two different golfers with two varying tempos but have them both at the same time be a good tempo yep so i think this is one of the reasons why new golfers can get like their head spitting confused like well, what do you mean there it's 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 something that there. uh there's commonalities between the these good tempos but that doesn't mean they have to be the same so it's like what kind of signifies a good tempo and why is this going to benefit your game uh and i think like i said if you're an experienced golfer you just kind of know a good tempo when you see it but it's something that you can learn and you can you can become better at and ultimately it's one of those things that's going to lead to i think what we're all chasing is consistency. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you agree with me? I think the number one thing as, as a 12 handicap myself, I think the number one thing I struggle with still is consistency. Same. You too? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's a while, I mean, I, not everyone's a while, hopefully more often than not, I hit a good shot, but then it goes the other way and I, hits, and I hit a bad shot. I'm like, well, what was the difference here? And you'd be surprised at how much of that can come down to just you're getting away from your rhythm. I feel like most time tempo. it's because it's rushed or something like that. That's what I do. I feel, right. oh, I rushed that one, or I was too quick, or I didn't take my time. I didn't. And you can feel it. it yep. it's, it's a good point because we say you can see a good tempo, but in a lot of ways, when it, right after it happens, you know it. Yeah. You're like, uh, you, something felt off with your tempo. It felt rushed. It felt whatever. Um, but that being said, hang on because we're going to talk more about that. Just because you have a faster overall rhythm to your swing doesn't mean it's incorrect there are going to be golfers with a slower tempo Mm -hmm. and a faster tempo what we're really looking for is consistency so i guess the most defining characteristic of a good tempo a good tempo is consistency of the pace from start to finish um one thing that i'll tell you right off the bat i think the dead giveaway for a a tempo that there's something off with it. It's not a smooth rhythmic tempo is rushing during transitional parts of the swing. Mm -hmm. Um, when we see a lot of pro golfers, even if there is a variation, obviously in the speed at which they take it back and then they come down through, but where that smoothness comes from, it comes from having a very deliberate, very, um, Rhythmic transition. So by I mean transition from the backswing to coming down through the ball. Uh, another transition can be from the very start and just to your takeaway. So mm-hmm. one thing we'll see is, is a rushed takeaway which can look a little jerky or a rush. That's where we say we got quick very often is at the top at that transition. That's it. So you come to the top and then all of a sudden you you transition a little too quick. You don't allow that swing to have that time to develop and then go. So no matter how fast you effectively bring the ball, the club down and back where visually you start to see something that looks like it's a rush story, uh, unrhythmic tempo is when something is jarring, like a, a a a a transition that doesn't happen smoothly. Yeah,
1: and for me, I feel like I go like horse and buggy to here, yeah, and then it's Ferrari through,
0: <laughs> which is it, fine. I mean, there, like I said, there are certain golfers. Look at. Hideki Matsuyama, right? Yep. He'll all the way to the pause at the top, but there's still a smoothness and a rhythm to the way that he does that transition and mm-hmm. starts it. It's true. It's when you get like, where, like I said, it's like, it's almost hard to verbally explain, but you'll see it when you know it. What you'll know it when you see it is when, like, there's like the, the jerkiness at the top and, and, and it just kind of yeah. gets it out of that rhythm. It's no different than, like, if you were listening to music and all of a sudden there was this kind of like this rushed off beat. Yeah, you would know it. it right, happened. you would know it. It doesn't matter if the song is fast mm-hmm. in tempo; it's the change in tempo that you would be like, whoa, something happened there." Right, right. If the song is fast from start to finish, it's kind of it's mm-hmm. smooth in that way. Mm-hmm. But when there's something in there where there's there's just like this rushed feeling, is what will often type uh, you know in a lot of ways cause that. So the first thing I would say, in the first you know kind of place to look, if you feel like something is off with your tempo is to look at those transitional moments, whether it's the, the what we call the transition at to the top or it's that first initial takeaway. Right. Because that's another place a lot of people rush it. So let's say you get over standing over the ball and you take that club away really fast. And now you can't maintain that speed all the way to the top because you almost fall over. Mm. So you, you rush it and then you slow down and then you get to the top and then you speed back up. Mm. And it's this, like I said, this just cha- changing rhythm, this changing tempo is what's going to ultimately be what makes the consistency harder to find. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm, I'm like watching this
1: Freddie couples. Oh,
0: you can <laughs> just let that just burn into your brain. And I, I
1: noticed that his, Takeaway and his swing—they're both the same speed. I mean, if he—it looks like it. It Like it very
0: much looks looks like that. And this is where it comes down to that old adage where people say it looks like these pros are swinging so slow. Right. The reality is that their tempo and their rhythm is so smooth that they're building speed slowly. There's no no moment where they're they're having this jerky action where they're immediately creating speed. A guy like Fred Couples built a ton of speed. I mean, his boom boom was his nickname. Mm -hmm. I mean, so. He was able to he bring that comeback nice and smooth. He transitioned nice and smooth at the top. And then he would just very smoothly accelerate all the way up until that moment of impact. But because that acceleration was so smooth. Another way to kind of think about it is you could be uh, sitting on a train doing a hundred miles an hour on a bullet train, you know, and you're not feeling it. Right. But what you do feel is if I accelerated you from zero to 100 in a second, you're going to be jerked back in your seat. Right. Right. But if I slowly took the time to get that train up to speed, you know, and I'm, I, and I, 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 this is an over exaggeration. I don't want anybody, you know, trying to take forever to get some swing speed because you may, you know, mm-hmm. swing still happens in a second. But the over exaggeration is that's the difference of that smoothness. You're still traveling 100 miles an hour. It's just you smoothly get to it just by little by little. Makes sense. Um, okay. So some pro golfers are consider, of course, take a look at Fred Couples, Ernie L's. Ernie L's, the, L's another The one. Big Easy, right? Yep. I mean, you look at these guys and, and it's almost hard to believe how much power these guys generated with swings that look slow but then you look at their swing speeds especially in their prime they were getting their clubhead speeds of 115 miles per hour plus with the drive right yep right so they're still generating it so what is the difference and largely that difference is the smoothness it if it's not jarring to the eye it doesn't seem as hectic it's like um when they do action movies, a lot of times the editors will cut out certain frames. Yeah. Right. And what that'll do is it'll make the action seem more jarring mm-hmm. and that makes it seem more, you know, faster and stuff like that. Sure. So that that's types of ways that, that it can kind of get a disconnect between the, the reality of the physics and what the eye perceives. So those are guys that, I mean, they come up all the time and, and they, like I said, those guys, they never looked like they were swinging hard, but they had a ton of power. Um, But at the same time, there's other examples. Take a look at Nick Price or more modern today's golfer. Look at like Tony Finau. He's got a fast, short swing, but it's effective and it's powerful and it never looks like it's not smooth. It is fast. It's like a rock song versus, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Your, your, your Motown R and B that you were talking about. Right, before. right. It's yep. like the, the overall speed is a little bit faster, but it ultimately has a rhythm and it has a consistent rhythm that goes throughout it. There aren't varying rhythms that would cause it to look like it was a jerky swing. So really, as again, I don't think the, the idea we want to pass along here is that you don't need to emulate somebody else's tempo. Just, find the, because it's a very personal thing to you, find the tempo that you work with and then just smooth that out by making sure that you're a keeping that tempo, which we'll talk about in a second, consistent through the variations that happen during the golf game and b looking at those transitional, those, those moments.
1: Do you remember that caddy at Kings Barnes talking about that Tony Finau par five he played? Oh my God. Yeah. It was like 600 and something, 50 yards. It was a beast. And he did what? driver
0: driver seven iron into the green. <laughs> you know kings Barnes. Oh, i'll give you that there was a little win but still the guy hit like a 350 yard drive and like a 200 yard seven iron or something if not more yeah, yeah. Like crazy it, absolutely insane but again going back to it like stick within your tempo i think a big problem and I, i'm trying to remember who the golfer was i think it was faldo that at one point struggled um, no, it was Greg Norman. Greg mm-hmm. Norman, I remember the story now. He struggled because he so uh, revered Jack Nicholas and, and wanted to emulate him that Norman tried to change his pace to more match. Uh, Jack, and it, it really caused him to go into a bit of a slump and he had sure. to come back from it. Um, so there's just, like I said, we've talked about this on the podcast before. There are some people that just their pace of life, they the people who walk quicker, They just like you said, yep. right? And then there's other people who have a slower pace. And it's not to say that one works better than the other. You just got to become aware of yourself and then match to it because if you get away from what's comfortable to you, it's going to be harder to sustain. Yeah. And therein lies the problem with consistency. Right. Makes sense. You can't sustain Makes it. Makes sense. So how do you evaluate it? How do you evaluate your swing tempo? Well, I think one big thing you can do, and the tool that we always talk about that all of us golfers now have in our pocket is your phone. You know, pull it out and record some swings. Um, and a good thing you can do is record a snapshot of different swings. So not just always recording just one, because we want to make sure that you've got a good tempo and rhythm throughout the bag. So get out there, record some driver swings, some mid iron swings, some wedge swings, and then be able to go back to that and kind of remove yourself from it with like a more of a discerning eye and say, what about this you know, looks like it's not smooth to me. Mm-hmm. What it, could it be that, that I'm rushing? So one common place to look at, uh, it's, it's, it's very often happens is like we talk about in that takeaway. A lot of times golfers, they kind of rush that takeaway phase because you're anxious to get the swing going. And you feel like what happens is subconsciously, because again, it happens so fast, you're not really always thinking of this, but subconsciously now your body feels like, whoa, it took that away too fast and I'm rushing. And now it's trying, to, it's trying to adapt and slow things back down. And now your timing and your tempo Are way off. So if you can start with a nice, smooth, controlled takeaway, it will ultimately lead to making a much easier, smoother transition, especially because you get that takeaway going like ripping that club back. Obviously, naturally, it's going to be harder to transition smoothly because now you got to stop all that momentum and then right so and and some i've seen instructors talk about putting a pause at the top and sometimes it's not even a full pause like matsuyama does sometimes it's just the idea of a pause you feel like you're hesitating up there but if you watch it back you're really not physically stopping the clock even today during the fitting
1: all the bad shots i turned around immediately to kevin and i was like too fast and he's like yep like he like i could feel it he felt it and saw it like and then the ones that were great and out there and dead center it was just the tempo was just improved and much shorter he was reminding me of it all day so yeah definitely something that's been sticking with me for a long time again with me it's it's i've i've done a great job overcoming bringing the club back fast i started to bring it back slow i finally figured that out but like i said when i get to the top like something just switches and i just rip through it yeah It's just not just one steady motion. And that's just something I need to.
0: So much of it is just being aware of the fact that you are trying to rush it. And a lot of times it's just because it's a more nervous shot or something. We're just trying to get the shot going and we just rush some part of it. But start there. If you need a starting point, start with your takeaway. Work on just getting a nice, smooth takeaway. And the great part is it's something we talked about before. Like we're we're all crunched for time. When are you going to practice? It's something you can practice at home. You can just work on just that. That mo that first motion away from the ball and just making it a smooth even takeaway right and even if you don't get it you're indoors you get to swing a full club just working on that takeaway and staying connected because another thing that happens is when we rush that backswing oftentimes we get disconnected and and our, our arms start to get away from our body where you want to stay as connected as possible and what'll happen is your, your hands get ahead of your shoulder turn right and honestly That is definitely a recipe for consistency disaster. So what this leads to, kind of the final point here, is that mental piece. Understand that while you may dial it in and have it perfect some of the time, golf is a game that's going to throw you curveballs. You're going to have varying things, varying Uh, stress from shots that matter maybe more than others, varying external conditions like weather. You know, it could be cold out there and you're already a little bit tight or whatever it may be. Um, But you have to try to build that mental game where you're able to sustain that tempo through a whole round of golf. And that is easier said than done. Sure. Yeah, it's not that easy, man. It is not easy. But nope. I think the way that you do it is by first becoming aware. You know, if you were, as you gave that example earlier, Mike, if you are hitting some some good shots and things are starting to go awry, mentally check in with your tempo and some of those tempo pinch points like a takeaway or a transition at the top and just say, am I rushing a little bit here? Yeah, it could and just you be- You might find that you are. It could
1: be just as easy sometimes for me to just take a deep breath or stand over the ball for a sec, you know, take a look at my target again, kind of reset. Yeah. And that does help bring the tempo back to where I want. I find it goes out the window when it's just like, I don't even plan that shot. It was no game plan going in. I just went up to it. It was like, I had to be somewhere in a hurry. Right. I just wanted to get up to the green and I just rushed it. I didn't think about anything. And that's where the shot usually goes and Think about so, any area right. of
0: your life. Is there anything that you do very accurately when you do it rushed? Yeah. Right. Not really. Right? right. I mean, and this is also the benefit of of getting out there and playing with friends and having those other eyeballs as you can say, Hey man, what do it? Do I look like I'm rushing cuz I may not even be aware of it? Or hey, can you hold my phone and just video me for a second? I got to figure out what I'm doing wrong here mm-hmm. and then just getting an idea of what it may be. But but first things first is just being aware of your own mental state, just saying to yourself like checking in and saying like am I frustrated? Like be real with yourself. Am I frustrated right now? Am I anxious? Am I nervous about this shot? Right. Because if I am, I know the stakes are higher that it's very possible for me to get away from my tempo and rush things. Um, but the the more you can get to that point where you're just aware of it, and the tempo is kind of like your home base. And we have this. Uh, we'll sh- put in the show notes uh, a link to. Uh, we'll put you know everything that we're kind of talking about here. But there's this great kind of somebody put together this string of Fred Couples shots like through uh, through twenty the years, years yeah. or something like that. And this guy swung with the same tempo for twenty years. You know, it's it incredible. Just like, like just watching a a well tuned clock just like boom 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 (laughs) and you're just like you know that that kind of shows you and then what that leads to is is some of the best players in the game is because that they've they've got that consistency that they can rely on because the tempo and that just tells you tempo is so key so Mm -hmm. again just to kind of recap i there's no right speed as far as a faster tempo or a slower tempo, it's the consistency and smoothness of that tempo that we're after. And if you find that there's some sort of variation that's creating it to be visibly unsmooth, look at those moments like those, um, the transitional points, the takeaway points, and just see, is there a spot where I'm rushing where I can kind of smooth that out and just work on smoothing that out? I like it, dude. It makes sense. Easier said than done. Easier it's going to take pra- but, I said it's gonna take practice I say before, it takes practice. But it
1: all like like again, like I said, the range session with the music, it, it, it not only helped with the tempo, with the slow songs, but again, the more important thing was it blocks everything out around me. Yeah, and at, Keep a, you calm. at a yeah, and a packed Saturday range when everyone's really on top of each other nowadays, we're back to that. Like there was a lot of chatter. There was a young kid with his father, and then there was a bunch of groups of friends. Like I just blocked it all out, and I was able to focus on that, and it
0: was very helpful. Yeah, very helpful. It's going back to Adam Sandler. It's like go your happy place. That's your happy yeah, right? place. Yeah. So just like you find that spot and being able to just kind of return to it, where you can create that nice smooth swing. Uh, it will pay dividends. Can you believe I had three hours to myself on a Saturday? That's, that's still I the most nine surprising holes. part of this entire well, I was like, should I play nine holes or what What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> hours.
1: I was coming here to play in the sim, but mm-hmm. it was beautiful out. I'm like, no, no, no. And a U-turn. I went to the range. Yeah. I just got a. I got a bucket of 90 balls. I only made it through about 47 because I took my time. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right. And I just left the rest. That's why my back's probably killing me right now. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun to hit some balls out there and practice this exact thing. thing. When you can. Yeah.
0: But, but that's just it. So start to just, if nothing else, have to bring your attention to your rhythm and your tempo and then start to connect those dots that when things are going off the rails, you can kind of look at it and be like, wait, is it, how's my tempo right now? How's my rhythm right now? And chances are there's an issue there and that's why you're not quite synced up. So if you're after that consistency, work on your rhythm, work on your tempo. Uh, and like I said, it will ultimately result in better ball striking and better, more consistent ball striking. Love it. Makes sense. All right. So that's everything we have for you guys this week. Make sure you go to the show notes by going to GolfCity.com slash episode 371. Or as always, you can get everything in the GolfCity app, which is available for iOS and Android. Go to GolfCity.com slash app to download that. And we'll see you again next week.